Welcome to the 11th episode of the Broadway Your Way podcast. My name is Lance, and today I have the distinct honor of introducing you to Monique Midget. Monique is the Associate Artistic Director at Tuts right here in Houston. She recently directed the season opener production, Ain't Misbehaven, which featured the music of jazz musician Fats Waller. We discuss everything from what it means to be an associate artistic director and what it's like working on the creative end of the table in the theater industry. So without further ado, here's episode 11 featuring my conversation with Monique Midget. Thank you so much, Monique, for coming on today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. All right. So before we dive into all things Tuts and, of course, Ain't Misbehaving, mm-hmm. um, if you could introduce yourself to the listeners on the podcast. Sure. My name is Monique Majette, and I am the director of Ain't Misbehaving, but also the associate artistic director uh, for Theater Under the Stars. Oh, cool. We are going to talk a little bit about what it means to be an artistic director. Um, associate artistic Associate artistic director. Artistic director. Yes. There we <laughs> go um now before venturing into the creative you know aisle of the industry you do have some performance credits I do you do um what was the first memory of theater that you have hmm first one let's see I saw wow which show I know I saw Really Rosie in New York okay. that Tisha Campbell was in okay. when I was, I think I was like nine. Oh, wow. And she was somebody who looked like me on stage and mm-hmm. about my size. And I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. I kind of want to do that. Also, I used to watch All My Children with my grandmother. Oh. And Jesse and Angie had a little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I got those names right. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. And, uh, and I saw that and I was like, wow, that sounds like fun. So uh, yeah. I went into acting classes and then mm-hmm. singing classes. Kind of went from there. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, the experience of seeing someone who you can relate to mm-hmm. in terms of appearance and, you know, like, and all that and background as well. Um, that's the beauty, I think, of theater that, you know, being able to see someone that we look like is very much inspiring. So, For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we are going to touch base a little bit about that later okay. on. Um, who are the artists or actors that you look up to? Oh, wow. Oh, uh, let's see. I like really good actors. So, um, of course, like popular people on stage that I would pattern myself like Viola Davis before she became a movie star she was a great actress on stage mm-hmm. Adrian Lennox is a great actress um who else did I work with or see that was just brilliant uh Vivian Reed um who else because I did Marie Christine that was a show that I did with all of the greats like Mary Testa and Vivian Reed and oh. Audra McDonald and everybody so just going to work you're like what are they going who are they? I'm like, I'm like, Mary Testa, who are they? We know, everyone knows who they are. That is so cool. That was fun. Just yeah. being in that show and just watching them work and seeing their process, you just oh, yeah. learn a lot just you being le- in the room. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's a great thing too that we can take from like, you know, different people mm-hmm. and just learning from them, mm-hmm. watching them do their thing, yeah. especially veteran actors like you mentioned, Mary and Audra. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, all right, now we are going to delve into um, Tuts, okay. Associate Artistic Director. Sure. Um, 
So your role here is Associate Artistic Director. And so what are some of the things that you do as an Associate Artistic Director? I think a lot of your role depends on your artistic director and how okay. you relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Dan brought me on because I was a director in addition to my associate tasks. Mm-hmm. So most associates are responsible for casting in the season, mm-hmm. which I do. I do the local casting and we partner with a, a principal casting director okay. company out of New York. So okay. we'll bring, we'll find our leads everywhere, but um, some of our New York talent, we cast through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in charge of casting. We also partner with our um, our musical theater school, uh, Humphrey Humphreys. School of Music. So mm-hmm. when we bring some of our students into the show, I help cast the, the students as well. Okay. Um, we have lots of other theatrical opportunities here. Like we have a gala. So mm-hmm. I work with finding the talent for things like that. Okay. Um, and just widening and deepening our community presence here in Houston. Mm-hmm. In addition to, like this year, uh, directing one of the shows for the season. So. Yeah. Um, and you do a fabulous job oh, I, I thought it was an incredible production I thank caught you. it opening night um, and we are going to and I love how you mentioned Humphrey School of Music because um, I noticed that Sister Act that I saw last year mm-hmm. had, yeah, we had students, students in that show. and mm-hmm. also from the uh, in the Little Mermaid as well mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was really really cool um, to kind of it's a great way for them to you know kind of get their you know stick their feet in the water you know in the business yeah where else do you get a learning opportunity like I'm going to be a part of a professional show mm-hmm. and learn from professional actors and also professional directors oh, yeah. and the creative team the crew and just seeing what it what an experience of being a professional actor is yeah, yeah. and that's that's a great thing um overall that I love about Tuts Mm -hmm. Um, and we are going to talk a little more about those missions and uh, uh, values as well later on Um, what drew you to the creative uh, you know side of the industry you know I think at some point as a performer for me there's only how about least we say this as a as a performer in general mm-hmm. as a black female singer actor in specific mm-hmm. the roles that are offered to you are limited mm-hmm. um so if you're basically showing 10 percent of who you are on stage there's all this other stuff that you want to say right all these other parts of you that you want to experience through mm-hmm. the art so right. i i kind of became a creative because i wanted to write my own story so mm-hmm. i started writing first um and actually the first show that i produced happened at the ensemble theater which is here in houston Mm -hmm. when i was in lion king on tour i was here at the hobby center on tour uh as my day job (laughs) but i was i had written and produced a show that i stole some of my lion king friends from to choreograph and be cast members and Mm -hmm. it was performed at the ensemble theater oh my gosh that's so cool but that gave me the confidence to say there's something outside of being a performer for me in this Mm -hmm. industry and that just helped my journey going through you know interning and um, assisting I interned at Telsey and Company Casting in New York for a while Mm -hmm. to see if that's what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. I was an assistant director on some projects I did some producing of uh, arts uh, concerts and festivals just to see where I fit in Mm -hmm. but um, and I had a performing arts studio too in um, 
in Maryland. Okay. But I found that I really like directing because you kind of have your hand in every side of it. Mm -hmm. You can put together a great team. You can find great scenic designers, mm -hmm. great choreographers, great musical directors, but it's your vision. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like daydreaming on steroids yeah <laughs> You're like what is what in my perfect world what does this show look like yeah and then you find the people to help you kind of fill out that vision yeah so. i'm glad that you mentioned that um it is such a what i mean it, it's probably not going it's definitely not going to compare to what happens <laughs> on at tuts but um when i was in high school i did we did a little project our senior year of directing like our little own piece yeah. and so we had to say you know in casting and you know what we wanted the scenes to look like mm -hmm. and it was so fun and i'm glad that you mentioned it's a great way for you know us as individual artists to take the lead on yeah. projects um and also i might add you mentioned as well as a person of color mm -hmm. i think it's really important to you know be able to have those spots open for you know people who look like us to take the lead and putting a vision for a show um out there absolutely yeah because it's your point of view it's how you see the world mm -hmm. and and even just being a person of color there's just so many other ways to see like i mm -hmm. at some at one point i cast ghost Mm -hmm. which is the ghost the musical right and i know that there's a traditional way that that show was cast but i was mm -hmm. I, just being able to ask the question why yeah. why does this person need to be this or that mm -hmm. and how else can we explore it and what would it do to galvanize a story if these people were represented by different people mm -hmm. so. that's a great point and it draws in a lot more you know audiences mm -hmm. like oh that person looks like me yeah. you know and like oh they came from you know this place or that place mm -hmm. so it's very it also expands on like audience yeah. uh, members as well mm -hmm. um so i'm so glad that we touched base on that sure. um all right let's hop on over to ain't misbehaving okay. incredible show oh, i was like thanks. i took my friend and we were like in awe i thought it was a great way to open the 2022-2023 season thank you i appreciate yeah. that um what i want to know it's, is how did tuts uh kind of figure out we're gonna place the show you know the first in the lineup of the season <laughs> it was a happy accident Ooh. this was not how the season was initially laid out there were mm -hmm. a lot of I believe that everything happens as how it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. But a year ago, this was not where the show was. Right. But there was, in this new world, a lot of moving parts. Like, there was a show that wasn't happening anymore. There was mm -hmm. a show that needed to change dates. There was another show. And, and with all of those things happening, we mm -hmm. said, well, what would be the best show to start the season Sorry. with? And it became it misbehaving. Yeah. So. And we started rehearsals three days after my birthday. So it was a birthday gift, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, that is so uh, cool to hear. And yeah. I, the, I did see the, you know, season change. I was like, oh. And then, you know, seeing the new shows that were added, I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is another good season. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that this show opened up. I think it's a great way to kind of we're what in our second like season back from you know being from a global pandemic right. um and so i think it's a great way to kind of re-envision or you know mount shows that haven't been done in a long time mm -hmm. you know bringing back those like timeless classics you know which ain't misbehaving is one of them um so it's a great way to start the season off <laughs> yeah well thanks yes ma'am um all right so you are the director yes. of the of this show yes. in particular. Explain the whole process of putting up a show like this. Like uh, 
let's start off with the casting process. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, the process starts before casting because okay. you have to find the That's concept true. of the show mm. before you find the people. Find to the people populate to, it. Yeah. But I would just say, um, for uh, casting, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was about trying to find people that could embody this world in a real way. Mm-hmm. For me the iconic production that happened in 1978 can't be duplicated. Those people are stars. That was a happy accident, again, because (laughs) it was a small cabaret at the Mm -hmm. Manhattan Theater Club that did really well and moved to Broadway. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was was because those people found lightning in a bottle and they said, this Mm -hmm. needs to continue. But in this production, I just went back to the source material, which was Fat Swaller's iconic songs Mm -hmm. if you listen to that music and you read those lyrics oh yeah it's just universal themes of love and loss Mm -hmm. and pain and and being able to come back from all of those things Mm -hmm. so going back to the words and trying to place the show in a space where people universally are dealing with those things Mm -hmm. um helped me try and find really amazing singers but also really great actors too right. people who could say these are my words and this is something that I'm experiencing right now mm-hmm. and I might I might add that the cast that you um, you put together was phenomenal um, everyone had their standout moments um, and yeah it, it was incredible I might also add Ashley Tamar yes. who's in the show I was like, her name sounds so familiar. I've seen her somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm flipping back to my Motown playbill. She's in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I saw oh, her in that wow. show. And now, yeah. And okay. yeah, so I thought that was really kind of like a, you know, full 360 moment I mean, you as know well. she was a prince protege. Oh, that too. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, they're all incredible. Um, what has been your favorite part of directing, you know, a show, particularly this one, um, and what would you say is the most challenging? The same thing, <laughs> which is, um, and it's so funny. I was told I was supposed to mention that I had a conversation with Richard Maltby today, okay. who's the original creator and director of the show. And oh, wow. we actually talked about the same thing. The show is lyrics and there's not a lot of text, Mm-mm. little to no text, mm-hmm. but the show is be- based on the chemistry of the people and the that are telling the story. Yeah. So the the best thing is when they finally click in, mm-hmm. they see each other, they know that this show is about relating to each other and having fun. Mm-hmm. The hardest moment is getting them there. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> because yeah. Because you want to say, okay, you like each other, right? Mm-hmm. Hang out. Yeah. But you can't. You just have to wait and let that happen. You have to yeah. give them the information. You have to all be in the same space. You have mm-hmm. to give them things to do and wait for that magic to happen. Oh, yeah. Because you can give people things you, you can set up the environment, mm-hmm. but you can't say, now you like this person, you don't like this person, you kind of want to be with that person, but this person did you wrong. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. It's just people have to get along and have shared experiences and find out how to relate to each other in a real way mm-hmm. and bring those experiences onto the stage. Yeah. So, I mean, so that is the best part when you see that they're really having fun and mm-hmm. they're really playing off of each other and they're really enjoying this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hardest part is saying, is it going to happen? I yeah. sure hope it's going to happen. Yeah. Ain't no show until it does <laughs> until happen. Until it does happen, right? <laughs> right. Right. So you but. put the whole thing together, really. Yeah. 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 And like you mentioned, it's there's little to no text. Right. So it's all through song. And so it's, yeah. you know, kind of up to interpretation as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a really great show. Oh, 
Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the set. Okay. It is gorgeous. It looks and feels. He did, um, and um, also that Tim does some work at Alley, and I thought um, his designs have always been like eye catching, and like you see, you kind of notice little details. Mm -hmm. And same thing with this. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the Hobby Center is larger than the Alley, but (laughs) definitely. Um, But it's so cool to you know see his set designs and like notice the little things. how, where did the idea of kind of emulating a jazz club and having audience members on the stage, you know, how did that idea come about? Fear, because <laughs> there's five people in this show mm-hmm. and there's a 2,600 seat house. Mm-hmm. And we said, how the heck is that going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and how? You know, most of our touch shows have a cast of 30, 40 people to fill out that stage. Mm-hmm. But we're going to five. Mm-hmm. So how do we make this feel like if this is where this show's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And it was just a conversation of, you know, Dan and a whole bunch of us creatives saying, mm-hmm. what if we put the audience on the stage create a world that feels of the time and Mm -hmm. hopefully that energy will translate into the house as well Mm -hmm. and we also had conversations about making sure that the seats the immersive seats on stage go to people in the community that might Mm. not necessarily get the opportunity to be at these shows right um for whatever reason so Mm -hmm. we uh those seats on the on the stage are all complimentary we give those away oh wow they're, they're not um a part of the the, uh, like the tickets yeah, right. yeah. ticketed seats. that is so cool i was i know i was like i wonder how that's you know going to work and like um i had seen you know people posting about uh like how the seating arrangement was i was like oh yeah. like it look it, and what i love it is so immersive and you do kind of i you do kind of forget that you're watching like a show in a theater <laughs> for a second um that's awesome yeah. thank you i'm glad it works and also having the band on stage uh with the cast mm-hmm. i think was very a very great um addition as well um and having them all dressed up and you know the kind of like that jazzy tuxedo there was a there was definitely a a, a dress code for the people sitting on stage i was like you're not sitting in the cotton club wearing jeans wearing jeans oh yeah so (laughs) so our amazing uh, social uh social media uh person put together um a lookbook that we presented to people when they got their tickets saying that's great. Yeah. That's smart. That's so smart. And I noticed that too. It's like, oh my gosh, they're all dressed up to the nines. And I was like, I, I feel so underdressed. Wait, hold on. Yeah, but that's so cool that I mean, it's comp- uh, complimentary, um, yeah. and also really a, a great way, you know, to kind of bring the arts out, like right. you said, to people who might not have, you know, accessibility mm-hmm. to it. Also, it was important to me that uh, previous to other other days other times mm-hmm. i didn't want all black performers with an audience that did not represent uh those mm. demographics so i wanted to make sure that it felt inclusive right and it it is inclusive like you have um you know mix you mm-hmm. know art, uh, artists mm-hmm. on stage and i yeah. thought that was like really you know great um so we are going to talk about Tuts as an organization. Okay. Um, what I love Our about questions. Tuts, <laughs> what I love about Tuts is that they do so many great things to you know to kind of ser- to you know really serve the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some examples you did mention? You know, giving out those complimentary tickets sure. um, to the audience members on stage. Um, what are some other examples that you know Tuts uh, you know 
does for the community that some people might not know about? Um, well, I know that our um, HSMT students perform in lots of different venues, so mm -hmm. they're always out in a part of the community, um, mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, the different entertainment opportunities that are there. Right. Um, I know that we have a partnership with HSPVA, mm -hmm. so our teaching artists um, work there, mm -hmm. um, and then other places that we partner with in the community as well. Right. We have um, Public Works, which I think the name might be changing, but we have, with our community partners, we mm -hmm. do shows, uh, we have been, we're getting back to that after the pandemic, yeah. uh, at Miller Outdoor yeah. Theater. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that we do. And I think that we just... Are you thinking of creating a podcast but not sure where to start? Well, go ahead and download the Anchor app. Anchor has all the tools and resources that you need to create your own wonderful podcast. I use Anchor for creating the Broadway Your Way podcast, and it is so convenient and super easy to use. I can take it on the go with me. Um, I can record from my phone or my iPad or my laptop. Um, it is super, super easy. They give you a bunch of music from Spotify. Um, they also have their own interludes that you can add in to your episodes as well. Um, and you can upload, you know, pre-recorded uh, MP3 uh, files and things like that. So it is very, is very cool to use and keep handy with you at all times, wherever you are, wherever you may be on your podcasting journey. Theater Under the Stars brings you a brand new musical, The Secret of My Success. This hysterically funny production is a wild look at redefining what success means to you when the world around you changes. The Secret of My Success opens October 25th at the Hobby Center. Get your tickets at tuds.com. Third Act is theater's first NFT marketplace where fans collect theater's most memorable moments. Everything sold through Third Act comes straight from the shows you love with a percentage going back to the people who made them. Welcome to Third Act, where theater collects. The best of Broadway returns six. Moulin Rouge, the musical. Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Ain't Too Proud. Pretty Woman. Jesus Christ Superstar, and as a special season option, the return of Wicked, an unforgettable season to look forward to. We're saving your seat. Memorial Herman, Broadway at the Hobby Centers, 22-23 season. things that I love talking about on my you know podcast mm -hmm. is like how can we make theater more accessible Absolutely. and also more affordable and what yeah. I love about Tuts is I'm gonna add that they um have student rush oh, so as yeah. a college student helps so much yeah yeah and it's so funny that not funny but interesting that we have um people connected to our organization at different schools like mm -hmm. my associate um director for uh Amos Behaven 
-hmm. is a professor at Sam Houston. So he brought like oh, 30 wow. kids to the dress rehearsal to see for just, free, just because we're like, this is a great opportunity. For them to kind of yeah. see a show some of them might not have seen. Yeah, yeah. right, for free. And our my choreographer works at HSPBA, and so she brings people, and mm -hmm. Philip Hall, my musical director, brings people. So, you know, it's always just... It's 2,600 seats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, Tut's uh, shows are, what, two weeks mm -hmm. in, uh, yeah. in run length. So mm -hmm. it's a great way, you know, kind of get, you know, people to come out and, you know, experience live theater, yeah. um, especially after a year and a half of, you know, right. it not the being. Inside. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is a fun question. Okay, I like fun. Um, Hopefully it'll help people who are coming, you know, to the city for the arts, like on tour or like, you know, sure. coming to Tuts who are, you know, coming from outside of the Houston area. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite spots in Houston oh my and goodness. why? Oh, this is so hard. Okay. <laughs> I am new. So I'm going to preface this with saying that I am new here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just got a dog. So I'm just starting to go outside. Ooh, His oh. name is Mr. Peebo Bryson. Oh my case. God. Oh. An homage to the R&B superstar mm -hmm. from yes. the 80s and 90s. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what do I do? I eat. <laughs> we eat places in Montrose. Okay. I went to Good Company yesterday. I got a baked potato. That was great. Ooh. Dan would want me to say El Tiempo and Ninfas. Mm -hmm. um, Edward... Greenway Theater is my favorite. I went to go see Woman King there on Saturday. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I live uh, off of White Oak Drive, which is right by the Bayou, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. It's a great place to walk my dog. Yeah. Um, and then what else is there? I don't know. <laughs> um, what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but that's the first time someone has mentioned, like, Nymphas and El Tiempo. Oh, okay, good. Um, so I, we have a really great Tex-Mex scene yes. um, for anyone wondering. Um, I, I, I do They put love. butter in everything. So just know there's butter in the fajitas, and it's delicious. And don't knock it until you try it. That's true. Yes. It, it, they're, they're really good. Highly recommend. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Invite me too. <laughs> yes. um, but that's a great. Um, those are some great recommendations. Um, what are some secrets or details that you can spill about the show that audience members might not know? Huh. Okay, I have one. So Will Mann, who is one of the cast members, and right. actually um, Sterling Lovett, who is one of the understudies and the dance captain, and mm -hmm. I years ago, worked at the Festival of the Lion King in the Animal Kingdom. I was, I think I was a Zawadi, who's like the one that sings Circle of Life. Mm -hmm. Will was like the Kiyume who sings uh, Be Prepared, and, and Sterling was one of the dancers. And so we all worked together years ago. Oh my gosh. And when I was casting the show, I was scrolling <laughs> because Will was in Town, and I was like, right. oh my gosh, he'll be great in the show. Mm -hmm. So I just messaged him, and I'm like, what are you doing? Do you want to be in my play? Okay. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, that is so so to all of your audiences, it matters. Keep mm -hmm. your friends because that's how you really, it's really about the connection. It's about oh, yeah. the human connection. You do so many shows, you spend so many, so much time with mm -hmm. people in intimate spaces oh, yeah. and you're like, I'll never see that person again. And then like 10 years later, I'm like, Boom, what are you, you see them again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's been, that's kind of been like a common, um, 
thread, if you will, mm -hmm. um, especially with like people that I've talked to that have done, you know, uh, performances on stage and then delving into the creative aisle mm -hmm. and like, oh, I've worked with this person and I'm seeing them again. So, you know, do you want to, you know, work, be in my project? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's great um, having those connections. Absolutely. And that must have been something to, you know, kind of be like, hey, I'm doing a show, you know, please be in it. You know? That's a dream, really, for me yeah. as a as a director and as a creative mm -hmm. to be able to invite people that I just have good feelings with. Like I'm one of those people that has a list. I'm like, these are my favorite music directors. These are my favorite actors. These are my favorite <laughs> choreographers. I can't wait till I can work with these people. And you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. The people that were there and really kind to me when I was young and figuring out my career, mm -hmm. I'm like, these people are awesome, awesome. humans and I want to work with them. So yeah. let's figure out how we can, how we can do together. that. Yeah. That is so great to, um, to kind of, get that out there as well you know know your people you know yeah. know the people you work with and be kind to everyone that because <laughs> the people that you don't want to work with you remember too You're yeah like, oh, no, not no 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 not that not yeah again oh yeah remember those too so mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely um, um here's a great question okay. we did talk a little bit about that but i would like to get if you want to be more in depth you're sure. more than welcome to what does accessibility to theater look like to you? Mm. I mean, I think that I know that organizations are doing everything they can to make structures accessible, but I think art is everywhere. And I mm -hmm. think that if we experience art from the inside out, art can be out in a park. Art can be anywhere that you are. And I mm -hmm. think that the artists that produce the art can be anyone mm -hmm. and how, however they experience it. So mm -hmm. I believe that a lot of this is, this might be <laughs> interesting statement, but I mean, I think that really because all of the walls have been broken down because people had to figure out how to be creative in their homes during mm -hmm. the pandemic. I think there's so many new ways to They're experience kind of starting the creative. To, yeah. Yeah. I think we should lean into that. Yeah. Because that's how you find new things. Mm -hmm. You can do an old show a new way. You can right. put it outside in a park. You can put it on the street. You can, I love immersive theater. That's another reason why this show is exciting to me because I yeah. want to create spaces mm -hmm. where there's art happening all around you. Yeah. And I think that that would help with accessibility because there's no there's no there's no barriers to mm -hmm. what it needs to be definitely um and i'm glad that you mentioned that of you know it being like making you know putting work old work making but making it you know kind of fit into mm -hmm. the time period that mm -hmm. we're in um and i i definitely might be a little over the edge but there are definitely <laughs> shows that have been you know done in the past that if we bring them back now the story or you know is going to definitely fit and you know how you mm -hmm. know in today's day and age um but that's definitely um something that i'm glad that you mentioned yeah yeah i mean there's some works that you can't revive because they're just from a time that we just need to let that like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know in the conversation that i had today about this show there's a song in the show called mean to me mm -hmm. and it's typically presented where there's a, a female character that's talking about a relationship she's in where the person that she's with is just, just mean, mean and yeah. she's sad. Mm -hmm. uh, but I said, why can't we reimagine this as her saying this as a realization to understand the relationship she was in, mm -hmm. but she's choosing to not be in it anymore. Right. More like a light bulb moment. Like, yeah. what does mean? I don't want this. Like, so I'm choosing to end this To now. end this, yeah. Versus 
I'm still going to be in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm and, not a victim. Yeah. I'm choosing my next reality, which yeah. is I don't want to be in this anymore. Yeah. So you can reimagine a song that meant one thing in mm-hmm. a new way. In a new way, yeah. Just because of our, the, the way that we see the world now. Mm-hmm. And I would never think that anybody in any relationship should stay yeah. if they're unhappy or there's anything that is unhealthy for them. So, right. So, and yeah. That's so... Um, and that song is such a beautiful you she know like, she's yes <laughs> yes she does there's that <laughs> she does she does um what are some ways that audience members can you know uh help support tuts in any sort of way any sort of uh you know uh way yeah yeah i mean the basic way is come to the theater mm-hmm. come see shows introduce somebody to theater that's never been before mm-hmm. i felt so grateful and honored to be able to see theater from very very young in huge spaces like this but also being being introduced to it in my school Mm -hmm. being introduced to it in smaller community spaces so art isn't precious it doesn't have to be on a big stage with lights and everything Mm -hmm. you know I was an only child so I would be in my house with my ribbons making up (laughs) numbers and (laughs) writing scripts but I think that I think that it's important to support art as it is because yeah. you're supporting the artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that we can, there's lots of ways that you can donate your mm-hmm. time, you can donate money, mm-hmm. you can become a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's to touch, but that's for theater everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just understanding how important and how healing art is in general. Yeah. Because, you know, for all of the people that were out of work during um, during the pandemic, what they needed to heal their soul was something was to laugh to at, laugh something at. to live in, yeah. some music that touched them, mm-hmm. and to remember how important that is now as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that of uh, just coming back and you know artists are like we're back and you know we're doing works again like old works new works um and it was so uh what do you call it it was so like um apparent uh when I took my mom to see My Fair Lady last year uh, the season opener for Broadway Across America Mm -hmm. here at the Hobby Center and the energy was out of this world you know I think everyone was we were all ready for you know for theater to be back and then after that I saw Rock of Ages Mm -hmm. um last year as well and again energy out of the ballpark (laughs) um so yeah it's it's definitely um uh there's just like it's just great to those are some great options, you know, for people to kind of feel that energy and get yeah. them in that space again. The communal theatrical experience is oh, like yeah. nothing. You can you can't put that in a bottle. You can't put that on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that Hamilton was on TV, but it's not the same. It's oh, sitting, sitting in, a theater in the theater with people that are having that same experience. Oh yes, as you. and that, that's why that's also why I always get two tickets whenever <laughs> I see a show. Yeah, like because it, I'm like. Either I'm going to bring someone who absolutely loves theater or mm-hmm. someone who has never been, right. and I'm still going to get this, like, I, I, I'm always kind of looking over my shoulder, and I'm like, like, their faces are just wide open and, like, <laughs> just bright, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're enjoying it. And, like, during intermission, they're like, wait, is it over? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> They'll be back in 15 minutes, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, that's communal, just the response is overwhelming. Yeah. Um, 
and Houston audiences are great, I might add. I feel like we probably might be one of the loudest in the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, what is one piece of advice that you'd give to an aspiring performer? Right, because this is a time, I would have always said right, but mm. knowing your own story and being able to tell your own story is gonna make you a stronger actor because you have a, a point of reference to come from mm. when you go into a rehearsal room, but also that's gonna event eventually possibly be the material that you put on stage. Mm. So the, the more that you can voice your own thoughts and feelings and be able to live in that space the more authentic you can be mm-hmm. and i mean look lin-manuel has has how many tonys mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but that i mean but you don't have to write it for commerce but just to be able to say this Put is something out there where i'm coming from yeah, yeah. definitely mm-hmm. um and I also i feel i think you know kind of writing your out your experiences mm-hmm. and thoughts yeah. can be mentally rewarding you know mm-hmm. it's a you know safe way to kind of um you know vent if you will but also going back if you look back on it it's like oh you know there might be something you know like Mm -hmm. it is still like an art piece yeah almost journal and keep all that stuff Mm -hmm. and daydream too yeah because daydream the world that you want to live in because with all of the technology we have we can put all of that on stage definitely definitely um and what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone who wants to be more so on the creative side of things yeah Uh, When I was a performer, what Mm -hmm. I should have done (laughs) was spent more time with the creatives, asked to take them to lunch or take them for coffee and just pick their brains. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was a young Virgo, so I was very nervous about my performance. I was always (laughs) trying to make sure that I was warm. But, (laughs) But if I was talking to my younger self, I would say go talk to that director about how they created their concept or go talk to that sound designer about what they're listening for Mm -hmm. because that's free lessons and the relationships that you build then when you come back and say I'm ready to see if there's an opportunity on the creative side they'll welcome you Mm -hmm. because they know that they know who you are they know your work ethic and And it's connection if they see an email Mm -hmm. from somebody that they know they're going to answer you yeah um and one last question because people are dying to know Uh-oh. what can audiences expect from the remainder of this 2022-2023 season well <laughs> today is the first rehearsal for secret of my success yes and that is that's a fun show i know that people don't necessarily know the title mm-hmm. but for me as a creative I'm almost as excited about that as I was for Ain't Misbehaving because it's a new work. Yeah. And so knowing, one, a cast of the show. Mm-hmm. So knowing that the amazing talent that's in that room that are basically getting a script, a new script every day. Like, yeah. this is what we wrote last night, and now you're going to figure this out. Right. To be able to see the energy and the creative experience of a new work. Yeah. This is something that they're creating now. Mm-hmm. and. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I'm excited to go along the journey of the process of what it's going to be. Definitely. So you have to go to Tut's um, <laughs> IG page to find out what happens every day. Yes. In the growth of what that is. Yes. Shout out to Elizabeth Gentry. <laughs> but um, so I'm excited about that show. And then mm-hmm. we have the family favorite, uh, Mary Poppins, Poppins. which mm-hmm. is great. Um, you mentioned Rock of Ages. Uh, 
the director of Rock of Ages is our choreographer for <gasps> Mary Poppins. Oh, that'll be fun. And the director of uh, Course Line from years a couple years back, Julie mm-hmm. Kramer, is going to be our director. Oh, so yay. that'll be a lot of fun. That's going to be, oh my gosh. And then uh, we have Legally Blonde. No, Chicago. 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 And then Legally Blonde. And then... <laughs> I was so close. And then Rent, which is going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun, too. Yes. That's our, that's our next self-produced piece. Uh, and we have an amazing director, Ty Defoe, is coming from New York, and he's reimagining that. And that's okay. going to be like a new work, too. So Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Th- this season, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> um, also, I'm glad that Legally Blonde is coming because... <laughs> That was my first Broadway show, oh. and so I feel like it would be just a really great experience to return That'll be and fun. watch it again. Yeah. Um, it is such a great show. It's such amazing songs. It is songs. a lot of fun. It's it is. So much fun. It is. Um, but thank you so much, Monique, of for coming course. on today. Thanks for having me. Yes, man. Thank you so much. Um, so if anyone wants to know, um, what are some ways that people can, like, Con, uh, reach out to you. Sure. Uh, I'm my IG handle is Monique Creates. Okay. But you can also reach me at Tuts um, and uh, see me at the theater. Yes, I'm we. Here. Yes, definitely <laughs> do that. Um, thank you so much again. Of course. Yes. Of thank course. you. Thank you. Yeah. See you soon. Yes. Right. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 11 of the Broadway Your Way podcast. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to the team over at Theater Under the Stars and also to Monique for um, bringing uh, for coming on this episode today. Um, be sure to check out Tuts on Instagram, um, I believe at Tuts Houston, and also visit uh, Tuts.com for a season... Uh, for a full lineup of the upcoming 2022-2023 season. Um, the next show, like I mentioned before, was, uh, is going to be Secret of My Success, um, which is, it's a world premiere, so I, I love world premieres. Tuts does a great job with them. Um, and they end out this 2022 with Mary Poppins. Um, yes. Mary Poppins, it is a holiday treat for the whole family. Um, so be sure to look out for that. Um, and yeah, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Broadway Your Way and also on Twitter now at Broadway Your Way. Um, I will unfortunately say I'm more active on Instagram than I am on Twitter, but that's not to say that it won't change. It might, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode.